It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Celtics podcast day to day, especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth, you probably should pay them, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your routine. You notice I left out daily because we actually took a day off this week. So this is four out of five days we're here for you. Bill we are, Belichick would hate us. Oh, yeah, I know. No days off. Well, some days off because we decided to watch the NBA Finals last night. And once those were over, we weren't going to stay up in podcasts. It's just That just, look, cut us a break. But we're here for We're still, look, four podcasts a week is still three more than you're going to get anywhere else. So today we've got a fun one. I'm John Corrales. Jay King's with me, fresh off his dominant men's league performance. You don't have don't even. So far from the truth. <laughs> uh, we're going to have some fun today. First of all, we're brought to you by a very fun sponsor, Boston Paintball. Go to Boston Paintball, check them out. We're going to give you a special deal if you haven't taken advantage of it already. It's a great do. It's fun, and it's a locally owned business owned by a Celtics fan, so check them out. We'll get to more on them later. Today, this is kind of like a sort of, I, for me, it's a pet peeve type of episode, but the whole point of this is to kind of prime you guys, to prime you for the offseason, how to uh, be a good fan in the offseason. A few guidelines so you can <laughs> seem uh, – and, and and this is not – I don't want to make this sound like I'm shaming any fans because it's not you guys necessarily. A lot of times media outlets feed this frenzy. So we're going to set up a few guidelines for how to properly kind of approach the offseason – and to participate in off-season speculation and rumors while still being a knowledgeable fan. So the idea came from a local media outlet that decided to just throw out, well, let's come up with uh, Porzingis trades today. And come up, they came up with some of the wildest... Let's let's name names. It's Comcast Comcast. Sports. Of course, it's Comcast Sports. CSNNE. They came out, and this is... 
they they came out with a bunch of I, I'm not even gonna get into what they were, but it was basically three wild, insane scenarios in which the Celtics would trade for Porzingis. And each one was a little bit more ridiculous than the previous one. And Jay called him out on Twitter. And I get where it's coming from because just speaking from RedsArmy.com, 11 years of RedsArmy.com, rumors just fly, traffic flies when rumors are posted. And I don't, people love them. People love talking about it. People love using the trade machine. People just flock to it. They drink up rumors like crazy. So now outlets are just fueling. Anytime there's any sort of anything, it just, let's post it, let's get the clicks, and let's move on. So I I have a personal issue with that. It's my own pet peeve, and it's it's my own thing. Uh, you'll uh, It's obvious. So... Let's just start with the first guideline for me. And that's be realistic. Let's just look at situations. This trade for Przingis, that's not realistic. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And sure, I get it's fun to like, oh, well, what if they did decide to trade for Przingis? Well, this guy and that guy and that guy. And you want to bullshit and have your little fun. Fine, I get it, I guess. But I personally hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, because it's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. I see it. It drives me nuts. They're not trading Porzingis. We're not trading for Porzingis. So the, the exercise of trying to figure out what it would take takes much more time than it's worth. So Well, what, what bothered me about, about that was, like, that's, this is combat sports, like, literally, like, the television station that, broadcast the Celtics games and so so they can really shape how people talk about the Celtics and their coverage can help dictate how fans think and <laughs> to go out and say like like they offered one trade it was uh, this year's number one pick next year's 2018 pick and Marcus Smart for Porzingis and it's like okay relax guys like 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 John said, be realistic. Kristaps Porzingis has been really good over his first two years. He has a ton of potential. He's a seven foot three unicorn. We everybody knows how much how much potential he has. But he he doesn't have as much value as the number one overall pick. Even like like to, to say they should add on the 2018 Brooklyn pick, which is unprotected, could be in the top five again. And Marcus is just total insanity. And then the other trades that they proposed were total insanity. And I, I, I do think like, like you could, you could offer or you could, you could propose a trade where the Knicks gave up Porzingis and the Celtics traded the number one pick, and and it could have like made, made at least some sort of sense. And it pro- obviously, it probably wouldn't have happened. Obviously, like there's very, very, very little chance that that something like that would would actually come but don't pretend like 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 the Celtics would have to load on all these goodies to get, to get Porzingis like he's really good he's really talented but he's he's also 2 years already into his rookie contract and the number 1 overall pick will be just as talented as he is with probably just as much upside and also 
will be under team control on a rookie contract for two extra years. So the the Knicks would be the ones who had to throw on singles, not like the Celtics throwing on all these other crap. So so it bothers me that that Comcast, who which has so much so much power in the in the media game and 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 can really dictate honestly how, how fans think about the Celtics possibilities when they go out and and kind of give one-sided options like that and and pretend like 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 the a dream world reality it it really dumbifies <laughs> like everything everything right. and everybody so it, it bugs me because it, it, it's just so control and such such fake news to steal, <laughs> to steal right. the, the term of a, a powerful man who <laughs> <laughs> the three words that I hate as much as anything in any sports discussion are Who'd say no? When I say when I hear or or see who'd say no, I, me I say no because I don't want to think about whatever this is uh, because very often and this falls into realistic people are offering three and four team trades which never happen. It's impossible to get four teams to agree to this crazy trade. It's almost impossible to get three teams to really agree to a deal. And usually when three teams do, the third team is just kind of overflow. Like, you look for that team that's like the Celtics when the Cavs were clearing space for LeBron. The Celtics were like, yeah, you know, we've got a little bit of space for you. You, you want to give us a pick? Sure. You want a player? Sure. No problem. We'll kind of we'll hook that up for you. Not a big deal. That's basically the end of that. But when I hear who'd say no, it drives me nuts. And this gets me to my second point. He is recognize the difference between rumors and BS speculation. And here is where I will include our third co-host, Sam Packard, who was, by the way, supposed to be on this show, but went out and got too drunk. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that, man. Come on. Let's let Sam go get drunk. The man just graduated from the Ivy League. I, that's fine. That's a great. That's a fine excuse. But look, he got out and got drunk. We were supposed to do a three man pod, and it was a two man pod. It's fine. Look, it is what it is. He at least made this contribution where he said, "My rule, like any good student of social science, you got to check and evaluate sources before tweeting some nonsense rumor." It goes along with what I'm saying. Like you said, Jay, Comcast Sportsnet is. The home of the Celtics, the um, they're the official station. So when they tweet or put out something or have this discussion, it carries merit. But on top of that, like Bill Simmons will always say, "Oh, uh, I heard something about." Like in his last podcast, I heard people rumbling about Isaiah Thomas being traded, and then he threw out potential trades, and people will look at and be like. Oh, it's a rumor. And especially, and this is another thing that really bothers me, this is a total Festivus airing of grievances right now, it's when other blogs or bloggers will treat that speculation with legitimacy and post it as, oh, Comcast Sportsnet said, who would say no to this Porzingis trade? Let me write up 
700 words on why this will or will not happen. Like, don't, don't give it that legitimacy. It's just BS speculation. Stop it. Like, that... But, but I, I will say, like, like, there are certain circumstances where that can be, like, a fun post. Where, like, let's say, let's say it was more realistic and it could potentially be a possibility and you could actually explain what it would take to make a trade between two teams and, and ha- have them both meet in somewhere and maybe discuss what the chances are of it. Like, like I, I do think that there's a, a way to do it with legitimacy and, and to do it in a way that's respectable. Um, I agree, by the way. And, and, and I, I, think, I think sometimes people are <laughs> bad at that. And, and I, I mean, I, I'm probably bad at it sometimes, too. I'm not going to lie. Um, no, I, I'm terrible at it. I don't like to do it. I never participate in it. I never speculate. I, I, I just, I don't, I, I just don't like it. I don't like to do it. But in this, let's tie this back into be realistic. The, the Knicks are not trying to trade Porzingis. The Pelicans are not trying to trade uh, Anthony Davis. So we can't, the Warriors are not trying to trade Klay Thompson. Like these, these types of things are not happening. So be realistic. If you want to trade for somebody, look for somebody that may actually be trade bait. Look, you want to try a, a pull trade? That's at least realistic. Uh, Jimmy Butler, or you look around the league for somebody who's actually potentially a trade chip, yeah, then that's fine. And if you start to hear legitimate rumors from legitimate reporters that say, eh, we hear that so-and-so might be available, some somebody might be shopped, now we're talking. Now we're saying if, if, there's, if Woj says... Danny Ainge is fielding offers for Avery Bradley. Now we're talking. Now we're getting to the heart of things. So that's that's what I'm talking about. And I really don't want to try to... I'm not trying to ruin anybody's fun. Obviously, you go do what you're going to do, and, and fine. Enjoy the sport how you want to enjoy the sport. But treating speculation like it's an actual rumor, no, it's not, that's not good. That's not a real report. You want to have fun with BS speculation, fine. But treat it as such. Get him, John. Get him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him how you. And I, I do think, like, like when you talk about Anthony Davis, I do think there's there's legitimacy to the fact that that maybe the Celtics will possession themselves to make a run at him in a few years, because, like, honestly, if you look at the Pelican situation, it's easy to see where he could stay disgruntled and they could stay mediocre to pretty bad, and one day when he's closer to finishing his contract, both sides could say, you know what, I don't think Dave's going to stay here because the Pelicans have done such a, a bad job. And Anthony Davis will say, yeah, guys, like you need to trade me or else I'm not re-signing. So I, I do think like like there is there is that, that type of foresight in front offices. And, and maybe the Celtics will try to position themselves to make a run at Anthony Davis years from now. But I, I don't think making a run at him right now is at all realistic. Like they could pile up everything they had and use all assets, and it still probably wouldn't be enough to pry him away from a team that that literally traded for Demarcus Cousins months ago to try to give Anthony Davis the proper amount of help for the first time. And and obviously, like Cousins and Davis 
weren't electric right away, but you got to give that some time. Sure. Those are two really good big men, two really talented big men. So, I don't know. So, there are ways to talk about these things where it's legitimate. And, and, but, but when you, when you force it and when, and when you go over the top and when you, when you offer totally unrealistic fake trade proposals, it, it bugs me, man. It does. It bugs me. It bugs me too. Uh, what does not bug me, though, is paintball and going to Boston paintball to take advantage of this deal and becoming the hero to your group, your family, your bachelor party, your graduate. Uh, Sam Packard and his, uh, five, you know, that would have been great for Sam. He just had his fifth year college reunion. Uh, I know he had a great time with that, but they could have gone to Boston paintball and had an even better time. By participating in this super fun, kind of updated, not the thing that you normally think of when it's when it comes to paintball, there's they, they've really kind of grown over the past 20 years. Now, Boston Paintball is a, a, a long-time Boston business. They're the biggest and best in New England for paintball for 25 years. Uh, they offer Splatmaster for your kids, 8 plus. So you can take, like, a birthday party. Happy 8th birthday, Jimmy. Let's go play paintball. How much fun is that? Uh, a low-impact classic paintball for players ages 10 plus. So, hey, Jenny, happy 10th birthday. Let's take you and all your friends, and we're going to go play paintball. Low-impact so you're not all crying and going crazy and got bruises all over. No, it's, it's good. It's fun. And then you've got your private group play option. Uh, at three locations in Massachusetts for completely different playing experiences. You go indoors and at night in Chelsea. You go outdoors in Woods in Maynard. Or you participate in a Walking Dead-esque 23-building apocalyptic cityscape in Ashland with a hospital, airplane, army deuce. I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff over there. I'm not going to lie. That sounds crazy. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. I, I I need to experience this firsthand. This, this is happening this summer. Like I that's I may never leave. So <laughs> Boston Paintball is a local business, guys. A locally owned Celtics fan owned business. It got its start over in Causeway Street in the shadow of the old Boston Garden back in nineteen ninety two. They've been part of the good times for over 1 million players. They are leaders in this field, in this industry. You can trust them. You can trust them to take care of your kids, trust them with your special occasion, and you're going to have great memories at Boston Paintball. So this is what you got to do. BostonPaintball.com to make your reservation online. Use the coupon code GREEN when you're booking. You'll get 50 bucks off a group package. So go to BostonPaintball.com. You get video tours of each facility so you can figure out which one you want to go to. Book it with the coupon. You get $50 off a group package. Now, if you guys want to make up trade scenarios while you're going to Boston Paintball, fine. Here's my third rule. Understand the rules. And I'm not talking about being a cap expert like our friends Ryan Bernardoni or Sam Sheehan. You don't have to be uh, a total capologist, but understand the basic rules. Understand that some guys 
can't be traded because they have a no-trade clause. Don't start wildly speculating about Carmelo Anthony because he's got a no-trade clause. Understand that salaries have to match in scenarios. Understand just basic things. And then you'll at least, if you want to speculate, and you can come up with a good deal within the framework of the collective bargaining agreement, then do it. If you don't know what that is, it's easy to learn. Ask me or Jay or Ryan or Sam or go to cbafac.com, cbafaq.com. That is an intense, highly technical, but very detailed breakdown of the collective bargaining agreement. You get to see salary uh, cap looks like. You get to see what the luxury tax looks like. And you, you get to understand what kind of goes into making a deal. Again, don't get too technical. I'm not trying to ruin your fun. But you, you can't just say, well, if we give this guy this and we take back this. If it doesn't work, then you, you just you don't sound like an intelligent fan. Just do a little bit of research. And then you can start coming up with good ideas. Yeah, yeah. Make, make, sure, make sure you're solid. Make sure... Make sure you at least have some idea what you're talking about before you come come with the BS. Don't come with BS, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come with BS. It's better with BS if if you're paid to to do this. Oh and, yeah, that's and if you're a, a legitimate outlet, then don't come with the BS. Like, yeah, if you're if you're a fan, just just dicking around. Seeing, seeing what what could be possible, go for it, man. Like, <laughs> talk about nonsense. I, I sure, don't care. That's fine. That's fine. Talk about whatever nonsense you want. But I'm just saying, you can't trade Al Horford for uh, Chris Dunn. You know, like you can't just say like something like that. Like you, you just <laughs> that would not be a good trade anyway. That would not be. A good trade, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that there are certain. Just understand the rules. It's just and just little things. And my my final thing is, don't overreact. Don't say, uh, "Oh, well." Again, Porzingis as the example because this is exactly what happened. Porzingis was pissed off at the end of last season. He left without doing his exit interview. Now he's in Central Europe, and people are like, "Oh my God, maybe they're going to trade Porzingis." Let's come up with all these Porzingis trades. Just chill out. Just chill out. It's not. That's not happening. So don't overreact. And, and that's another one that you need to know the rules too, because honestly, it, it doesn't matter if Kristaps Porzingis is is pissed off at the Knicks, because you know what? They have him under contract for two more years, and then after that, they'll have to match any offer he receives. So it literally does not matter if he's pissed off at the Knicks. Like he can be as pissed off as he wants to. He can skip every exit interview he ever has. And and it really really doesn't matter. And obviously, it it would be better if your your young star doesn't hate your sure sure. Um, but but at the same time, like it it really doesn't matter. And and he can he can hate them on, and and they can say you know what it we don't care. <laughs> We're still gonna keep you, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's it. And, and then going back to, like, if you're, when it comes to the, knowing the rules, just understand that now that the Celtics season is over, that guys like Jarebko, they're, 
you can't move these guys anymore. Like these guys are 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 coming off the books, and they're free. So we can't we can't include guys like that, and we can't trade for guys like that. It's just like little nuanced things. But yeah, a, a, a rookie who might be pissed off is you you can't you can't make that move. If Jalen Brown for some reason said ah, I, I I didn't like how many how many minutes I got. I'm pissed off. Screw you, Danny. Screw you, Brad. I'm not coming back. You're like, all right, fine. But we've got you under control for like four more years. So if you want to get paid, you better come back. It's, it's, it's very simple stuff. So this has basically been me just saying, don't be stupid. This is our Festivus. It really is. It's a total airing of grievances. and But I think, again... I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin anybody's fun. I know it might sound that way, but I just want within that framework of if you have your fun, do it in a way that at least makes sense. So when your people can participate in, in the conversation, because once you say, let's trade for Przingis and let's give you Marcus Smart and two draft picks, it's like, Oh God, I'm not even, I'm not even going to pay attention to that. It's over. <laughs> Done. Like I can't even, and I'm I'm even willing to play the Porzingis game because I'm looking at the Knicks and being like maybe they're stupid enough to yeah to and, do and something like that. That's that, the thing. Like you could literally you could really make a, a trade proposal that honestly it, it wouldn't happen probably uh, under most circumstances it would be very unlikely like like most trades are. But you could you could put one together that that you'd be huh, right. Maybe. But, but definitely not two picks. And, and <laughs> I feel like we're unfairly piling on Comcast because they've been the the ones doing doing this over the last two or three days, and I get, like they're they're trying to make content in the in the summer when there's really not much going on. But but it, it really like this is a widespread problem, and man, it is tough. Yeah. But I think if we focused on the actual rumors and understanding that when a reporter says we're hearing that the this team is opening is is open to this, it's an actual rumor. When Bill Simmons says who would, who says no, that's not a rumor. That's Bill Simmons, who is the opposite of me, who loves this stuff, loves coming up with trade proposals, will throw. If if he could just spend his entire day putting trade proposals out, he probably would. Fine. That's fine. But I just... I get filling the space, but that's not a rumor. That's just a guy that's Potter talking, which is fine. You can go talk to him, and, and he's somebody that will engage with that. And go, Fine. Go have fun with that. And S- Simmons does it in the right way, though. Like Like, he does it... Like he puts a lot of thought into it, and and he'll throw out interesting, interesting like proposals that that probably in most cases at least make some sort of sense, and so I, I think he does it in the right way, and he makes it clear that it's just him thinking. Right. You know? So I, I I don't ever have a problem with 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 Bill Simmons doing that. <laughs> he just has fun with it, man. Honestly, he, he must spend so much time. Thinking of fake trades, 
I always, I, I, I'm not good at thinking of fake trades, and like I, I, I can look at at situations and think, oh, maybe, maybe there's a trade partner there, maybe there's something to be done there. I'm really bad at, at thinking of of actual fake trades and, and knowing the value of players. Um, so I, honestly, I, I have respect for people who put that much time and in, in thought into it before putting putting stuff like that out. So, so I I I I, I can absolutely I'm I'm on board with with the Bill Simmons because he's just having fun with it. And and I think I think there is like like there's value to thinking about a lot of different things that front offices could do and, and looking around the NBA landscape and, and seeing what possible options could be out there. Because a lot of the time I think we get, we get sucked into thinking of the same possibilities, like, like Paul George and Jimmy Butler, like those are the two guys. And, and when in reality, the Celtics front office probably is brainstorming like, dozens and dozens of, of possibilities to, to go after and think about and and try to pry away and and so, so I, I do think there's legitimate value there as long as you do it the right way yeah I, I agree I agree because it's very easy to get caught up in a cycle but we're not going to sit here and say well what would it take to get Devin Booker like mm-mm. that's no stop it um, Devin Booker's legit. <laughs> he scored. A, he scored a few points, dude. Yeah. He, lo- he loves shooting in the garden. Hey, I want to trade for him. <laughs> I don't know. He he's a loser. He's a loser. He's celebrating seventy in a loss. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to Jay in the car. Jay, what are you gonna say about Devin Booker? He's a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think the whole point of this is that there's a time, there's a place, there's a way, and there's fun, there's fun discussion, which is fun. Uh, I, I think we're both in the same boat. I, I'm not good at saying, like, I, I, I can sit here and look at the Celtics and say they might actually have to trade Avery Bradley this season. That, that's a, that's a thing that the more I think about it, the more I hear, the more I listen to other people talk. I think that. Trading Avery Bradley is a distinct possibility. I am I'm not good at looking at the NBA landscape and saying, oh, maybe he would fit here, maybe he would fit there. Because it just doesn't, that's not my, that's not my thing. But there are plenty of people who will sit there and just come up with these scenarios. Fine, fine. But like, Avery Bradley is a legit one to talk about. If you want to sit there and say, the Celtics are in a salary cap, kind of looking forward, crunch, after this season, a luxury tax crunch a few years down the road, and trading Avery Bradley this season probably makes the most sense. Now you can start coming up with scenarios for that. That, to me, is legitimate forward thinking. Come up with a plan, but then you think about what do the Celtics need in return. It's, you're not taking back salary in return. The whole point of Avery Bradley going out is not you want to part with Avery Bradley. It's that somebody has to go. And he probably makes the most sense for somebody that would go. And that's more, for lack of a better term, salary dump. That That's not exactly it. But they would want to not take back salary in return. Understand the rules that being under that, they can do that now. They can make an unbalanced trade this summer for Avery Bradley. 
and take back a pick or somebody on a rookie deal. Um, maybe, you know, I heard somebody mention Detroit for for their draft pick. Kind of makes a little bit of sense. I think it was Bill Simmons. This is a credit to Bill Simmons. You, you know, Detroit has, what, the 12th pick in the draft? They're in a very playoff-driven, just get to the playoffs. They need to replace probably uh, Caldwell Pope and, because they're not going to pay him what what he's worth. They're in a salary cap kind of crunch. So why not make a move there for an Avery Bradley? Take back their pick. They don't give up the 12th pick. That might be a place where something can be worked out. That, to me, is a thought process that makes sense and can be discussed and can be the framework for a discussion. But just random names thrown together because somebody was pissed off. I, I... Yeah, yeah. I, you're just out here regulating, John. That's it, man. Just, just out here regulating, <laughs> regulating fools. Regulating fools with my paintball gun over my shoulder and a toothpick in my mouth, looking around, surveying my apocalyptic cityscape in Ashland. Saying, don't come at me with that weak trade shit. <laughs> I've never played paintball, man. I did once at Boston Paintball when they were right next door to the garden. That's awesome. Back in college, when I was back in college, uh, they were they were there. And my my senior trip, my, one of my senior activities at Emerson, which is right up the street, was to do a paintball thing, and it was like an indoor. It was really cool. You just kind of like there was two or three rooms, and just it was back then. It was simple. You just kind of had like the obstacles, and you had two teams, and you just pop, 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 and you walked off, and you you started over. But it was a lot of fun. That simple thing was a lot of fun. I can't imagine how much fun this upgraded multi-layer, multi-building thing is going to be. And then you know, playing at night, that's going to be really cool. So, yeah, you, so, you, you you're just just lining up, just mowing down fake, bad fake trade. Proposals. That's that's my approach. When I go to Boston Paintball, I'm just going to look at everybody on the other side as someone who's proposed a bullshit fake trade. And I'm just going <laughs> to put them in their place. Each paintball is a little pellet of truth and comeuppance. Boom. Boom. Straight through the heart. <laughs> Straight through the heart of your bullshit trade Oh, God. So many people are going to hate me after this podcast. But just don't hate me too much or else you won't go to bossandpaintball.com. You're going to miss out on an opportunity. I don't think people should hate. Eh, you know. I, I, I understand. Well, I think people might uh, might listen to this and be like, you're, you're, stop killing our fun. And I'm not trying to kill anybody's fun. Uh, you can go have your fun. I just want I want to, when they're in the midst of having this fun, to do it in a kind of just a little more realistic, a little more educated way to kind of separate, you know, the, the, the crap from the actual substance. And if you want to, look, sometimes you just want to go eat a Big Mac and fries. That's what you Big Mac and fries. But don't bring the Big Mac and fries back to me and tell me it's a gourmet dinner. Like, that's not, don't do that. Let's keep things separate. Yeah, that, that shit is good, though. Let me tell you, a, I haven't had a Big Mac in, like, forever. I once, the worst experience I ever had was a, with a Big Mac. I stupidly, back in college, in between double sessions, 
me and a buddy of mine, two broke college kids, there was a McDonald's around the corner from the gym. So after one session, we went to the McDonald's and they were for $2 Big Macs. So we each put our money together to get Big Macs and fries and soda. And then that we had that we went to that second session like an hour later and I had a Big Mac just sitting in my stomach like a cinder block. It was the worst experience. But two for two dollar Big Macs though back then was just huge. Big Mac for a buck. Yeah, that's anyway. That's the way to do it, man. That's that's living. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Boston Paintball is go to BostonPaintball.com, use the coupon code Green, and you get fifty bucks in your booking a group package. Let them know that you heard it on the Locked On Celtics podcast. All right. I hope you guys had fun with this. I hope you guys understand where we're coming from with this. Uh, you are not a subscriber. Please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get us. Once we post the show, it'll get to your phone, your device, and you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, do that. If you are a subscriber, please rate us five stars. Let people know why they should become subscribers. Leave us a, a little review to kind of explain our greatness. Uh, and then that's it. Go make up your trades with, with a, your, new, your newfound rules. Go out there and have fun. All right. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast. This is a salty podcast. Salt. Lots of Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.